on fishing with mitch peterson josh sheldon and brad qualley leading you to the next level everybody welcome back to all eyes on fishing kind of exciting topic tonight is it exciting it's exciting it's exciting to me it's exciting well the reason why it came up is is i had a guy email or he actually texted because i know him he's going to be going up to canada here soon oh well in a couple months, but he's trying to get stuff ready. He's like, I just need general stuff. What should I do? Because he's brand new to walleye fishing. Love those guys because, well, they. I, I sometimes I over talk them a little bit about. Okay, now this is how what? You get I out. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. And they're sitting there like a deer in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I made a list of it. They're like a, missed a list for him to just buy some stuff. But it really got to when I was looking at the list. I mean, I've got some cranks on there. I got some blade baits and stuff that are just general ones, just kind of go to. But then. uh jigs when i got to jigs the different sizes and when to use them like in current if it's a little deeper than like 20 feet you know what i mean and it mm-hmm. got me thinking geez would you like to hear about this so i called robert and i go hey what do you think he goes yeah please <laughs> you sent me a list but i would love to listen to it so i said well let's we'll talk uh, jigs and some basic basic stuff that we think we've had success with there's so many things out on the market though that's what's confusing. And they come out more and more every year. Yeah. Well, and the thing, I think you hit it on the head, a jig, like we're talking just a lead head jig, mm-hmm. probably the mo- one of the most basic things, right? That and a hook is probably the two most basic, basic you know, hook areas <laughs> that you can talk about. But there's a lot to it, really, when you start digging in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it can, you, you can fish it as easy as that, or you can refine it and kind of understand when to use like the heavier ones in current. Um, whatever the, that the is. length of the shank yeah all the different yeah and then how do, how are you fishing it with live bait and then what is that kind of live bait and then when you're talking plastics he, it was obvious to me when he uh, when i called him after i sent him a list he's like dude he goes you got anywhere from three to five inch different uh like um plastics uh, i'm looking them up and i'm like i don't know what the difference how do you uh, why why are they different you know, other than size I'm like, they're different. <laughs> they're way different. Last year, I found out um, uh, we doing uh, swim baits at how even... Uh, I didn't even go into swim baits. three or three and a half could mean all the difference in the world. And you wouldn't even think about it. Like, you could barely even tell looking at a three and a half and a four inch, like the difference, really. really? Um, it was crazy. I mean, we had one day uh, where if you weren't using a three and a half, you weren't catching fish. I wonder why. Really, because I mean the the four inch ones they're a little bit thicker, so you don't get that. A little bit, bump in the but three and three and a half are really close. Oh, I mean, yeah. they almost are. You know, like you could barely tell. And, um, and you know the forage right then. Maybe? I but I mean, like they're not looking at you. Oh, wait a minute, that yeah. those three and a half and that bait's three. I'm not going for it. You know, I just I, I mean, you don't was, know they might be. Maybe you never know. <laughs> it was, but it was wild. I mean, same color, same everything. Yeah, fresh out of the pack. You know, it's not like it sat in the boat and got stinky or something. The fish didn't like the way it smelled. Um. But I had two two rods set up, one with the three, one with three and a half, actually three, and I had four. And we were catching some fish still on the four, um, but, you know, it was like one for every ten. Hmm. So one on the four for every ten on the three and a half. And the three and a half was every other cast, at least, or if not every cast. Hmm. 
that that big of a difference. Yeah. So you know, I and, and was, when you're talking that kind of difference, you take note of it. Oh so, yeah, especially because yeah, I get yeah. told my partner, I was like, just keep using that four for the like, next. Make sure like if there's bigger ones around, they're gonna hit it. And I'm reeling in one after another. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something. Yeah. Hey, you test that out, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, what, you know what it is. You know the difference though, huh? Because where you, if you're using the same size jig head, right? Let's say you're using quarter, which eight, I was, which so quarter ounce probably. Yeah, I'm assuming because that's kind of the staple, kind of what you go yep. to. Um, was it uh, the fall rate because they do fall a little bit slower the bigger bigger body? Well, it and was, so it, it was were, cast and crank. So I wasn't. I mean, it could obviously you know you know you're crank. cranking it's still falling a little bit. Coming yes, back, but is but it changing that could, profile? It could or, or the wiggle. You know, no, it was, well, I was using um you know the the Berkeley um swim baits and well and that's the thing it's kind of like some crankbaits will run different i know that i can i can get them to run different just how i put that plastic on yeah and, you know maybe it's leaning on the side just a little bit mm. and that was getting them to go but there's always something there's got to be something when it's one to ten right yeah it, it was insane and we've all <laughs> we've all been on that in that before right yeah. where we've had that happen and it it's not always but it definitely you notice the difference between whether it's a half or an inch size difference yeah. when you're looking at the package. So, like, if you're going from a three to a four, it's noticeable, right? Because right, the, yeah. girth, the girth of the – let's just say you're you're fishing a paddle tail or a twister tail, whatever. doesn't matter. Uh, looking at a twister tail, when you're looking at those, the difference in that inch, the girth of that of that uh, plastic is a lot bigger, mm-hmm. even though it's a, it's a little bit longer. So, it changes the whole profile, right? Yep. If it's salted, it's got more salt. Is it, it's, it's, it's fall rate. You know, everything – um changes even though it's only an inch mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. no it does it, make it, a difference it was wild it was wild and it was so funny too because so we're going and i'm i'm up front and, and i wasn't catching big fish i was catching you know decent 17 18 inches yeah you're typical yeah just you know but it was almost every cast. so 17 18 how big were they really much 2020. Uh, so the wind, yeah. the, Everybody knows how yeah. big they're. One five. <laughs> Whatever. One so five. Wind, it was a windy day. Wind blowing like crazy. And it was, you know, and uh, it was hilarious because um, my tournament partner, Eric, he's in the, in the back and, and I'm and I'm getting one almost every cast, and finally he's to the point where he's like, "All right," he's like, "You know, nope, keep it up, Eric." Yeah, so I, and then boom, he gets one on the floor, and I go, "See, you, you can't switch now." I go, "Just keep going." <laughs> so finally, after because you're not in a tournament, or you'd be like, no, "Switch no, to we three were, after. We were in a tournament, oh. but but it was funny because it was. But it, he's open for him to luck. He wants to be the well, the man in the yeah. tournament. God, Eric sucks. Well, <laughs> and in pre-fish, uh, he had done well. Uh, and earlier that day, we had two bigger fish in the box, and he had done well and got them on the four. So I was like, you know, we want to keep one of us throwing the four. But it was so funny. So after the, he gets his second fish to mine, like 20, he's like, I'm not blinded anymore, dude. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not blinded anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, Stop the madness. Yeah. He's like, he, goes, he goes, I want whatever whatever that size is, give it to me. Give it to <laughs> me right So now. then what happened? Well, he, he put it on, and we we – Started catching them, but the problem was it was just the wrong fish. I mean, mm. if it were a fun fish day and it was up there just having a good time, we would have had a blast because it was any direction. Because it was, you know, we were fishing fairly shallow and the wind was blowing, the water was all mucked up, um, using white, and and the wind was blowing hard, like really hard. You know, you crank your your electric up to almost max just to move a little bit because it's blowing that hard. But man, they were active. They were active in that first few feet of the water, calm in the weeds. And- well, you know, if it's active like that, that so 
you you mentioned a couple things that got me excited. You're shallow, first of all, right? Yep. And uh, when you yep. said it's less mucked probably up. like five feet or less. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. mucked up the bottom. So you probably got some extra stained water there. And, Super stained. And it sounds like the wind is blowing into shore. No, so, blown out, actually. Actually, so, so really the bait fish I thought would have been pushed in. There was coming, it was coming directly out of the west, north and west, which is usually kind of a crappy direction for that like especially in where you're at yeah and uh and it was just it was just but it was blowing it north and west was kind of blowing it you know just hard but i don't know it was kind of weird because it was just it was just mucked up everywhere was mucked up we were in shallow enough water where it was just real dirty yeah and um you know and, and we're facing west so you're doing low you yeah, know, into the wind. To get into the wind. Especially because, so we could talk a little bit about that fishing heavy wind. If you're just fishing calm, it gives you a lot more options to be able to to size down on your jig head. Yeah. But when, so I know that there's times before that when we were fishing and you're actually casting in the wind or side wind. You know how you get that big loop yep. in your line or you're trying to cast in into the wind and it goes like 18 feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know you got to step it up. So the problem with that, now you're looking at vegetation under mm-hmm. under the water. If I step up my jig, it doesn't change my fall rate once it hits the water. It's just my castability. So a lot of times the way you can get get around that fall rate and keeping that lower jig head is to go bigger plastic. Yeah. Right? Because then that has the buoyancy to not let it fall so fast, especially right. if there's timber or all kinds of crap you're dealing with on the bottom of the water. So it was interesting because I could almost, I would have, I would have almost guaranteed that the wind was in your face because yeah, no. because of of what you were using. Well, it was in our face, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were casting into the wind? Yeah, we were yeah. casting west. Wind was coming out of the yes. northwest, and we were casting west. And but that's why we, you know, we've been catching fish on crankbaits until the wind came up. Well, we couldn't do crankbaits anymore because that bad boy almost would go flying right back at you on the other side yeah. of the boat. <laughs> so it, we went to to. That's why we were back to the we went back to the swim baits and and twister tail and. Um, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, we're just kind of cycling through trying to figure it out. I thought you were using, I thought you said you were, you're using twister tails. I thought you said you were using paddle tails. No, we were doing paddle tails, but we were, we were throwing all three. We were throwing. Oh, okay, okay. So in the morning before the wind started, we had about two hours after the tournament started to, and then the weather, the, yeah, the, the front was moving in. Right. And we all knew it was forecast and it was going to be a crappy, super windy day. So, um, we had about two, two and a half hours of pretty much calm. And uh, so we were catching them on cranks like crazy. Boom, 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 cranks. And then twister tails, uh, you know, and then pedal tails. But the cranks were really hitting that good. And, man, the second the wind came up, cranks were done. I mean, you just not not that we couldn't get any fish on, but they were just done. You couldn't get them out. It's Unless too- you cast off the backside towards the main lake away. Yeah. It was just too hard. So then we switched specifically to twister tails and paddle tails. And, like I said, it took, like, five minutes. And you could tell the twister tails weren't going to do what the paddle tails were. And then we started messing with sizes and colors, mm-hmm. and uh, bright colors weren't anything. It was all white. Were you able to use a quarter ounce? Yeah, we quarter ounce. So quarter tell, ounce all so let's what we can talk jigs in a minute, vertical jigging. But let's just say casting because we started with that. Yeah. What mm-hmm. would be your typical weight? Now, there's so many different kinds of jigs out there. We're not going to get into brands because that's kind of like uh, if you like Nike or Adidas, right? No. Some are better than others, and we'll right. talk. I'm sure we'll get into. Like long shank, wide gap type things. I mean that because that changes the game. But we're just talking your normal jig head. Some guys swear by just lead. And there's guys that just fish lead head. They don't put any color. Color comes from the from the plastic itself. Fine. Some people are like, nope, you got to use a parakeet or you got to use chartreuse or white or whatever. I'm sure we'll end up talking about that. But when you're casting a normal day, not heavy winds. Because we're just talking your average day going out there. Most guys are going to be like, it's windier and hell out here today. Probably 
not going to go out. But if you do go out and it's just your normal day, what is yours? Mitch, what's your start weight? Quarter ounce, I'll try. Because that's just the go-to, like you said. And is that fishing just shallow or casting up to even deeper structure? Or well, what? I mean, shallow. You know, I guess that's where I thought we were talking. So that, that no, shallow, I, that I, five I foot, yep, I'd start with a quarter ounce. But if if that wind's too much for it, boom, I'm switching to a three-eighths without, without really? you know, catching a fish or anything. I'll switch if, you know, just to make that longer cast. That's interesting. I, yeah. You know, it's funny. Growing up, and uh, I like saying quarter, but go into a bigger plastic so I can keep my fall rate right. But anyway, I, well, I growing it. up, I never used anything but eighth ounce ever. Yeah, I mean, we fish from shore mostly, but we—I mean, if you use anything more than eighth ounce, first off, you're getting snagged all the time. But we just never did ever. And then, um, you know, I started fishing more with the quarter ounce from the boat. What's, what's yours? What's your go-to weight size? Right? Oh, now? quarter ounce is always the one I start with. I mean, yeah. it is. It, and um, but I so have, you've changed from an eight to a quarter. Yeah, I changed just because, many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Just because mm-hmm. well, you have more control, like you said, especially in a boat. In a boat, you kind of have to have more control because you're going from casting up to pulling down, and that quarter fills the bottom better. You know. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you this: that I have started going back and using the eighth ounce, um, a little bit more casting especially in some of our shallower weedier conditions and stuff um just for the fact of you can you know if you pair an eighth ounce with a three or three and a half inch swim bait that's a pretty slow rate or a nice big fat curly tail Mm -hmm. um that's a pretty slow rate you can kind of let it sit even in the weeds even in heavy weed covering kind of let it sit for a second and even if it does stop sinking because it goes over a, a weed or a branch to brush or something, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy for it to just slide back over and on those it slow is. reels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've started to catch a few fish kind of going back to that lighter lighter system. Well, I think that if you're inside of five, yes. But um, outside of five, I'm going quarter all day long. But here's the thing with the eighth ounce. Or if I'm going to burn it. If you're going to burn it or rip it through, I mean, not super fast, but if you're casting like crankbait, right? Yeah. If you're casting it and ripping it. We're not talking cranks. You're talking casting it like a crank. Like a crank. Yeah. And ripping it back like a crank, Mm -hmm. uh, quarter ounce all day. I I don't care. Even if I'm casting into one foot of water, it's still quarter ounce because you you can put the speed behind it and still keep it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of where I was going. Like, you know, if, if I'm having problems in the wind, let, let's say I don't know there's fish there for sure, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the part of the equation that we didn't talk about. Well, and about. it's hard when you're but, super shallow because, I mean, you can use like live scope active target and things like yeah. that that'll help, but you're not using your regular sonar because right. it's too shallow. Right. Well, I, w- I want to cover that water. So that's why I go with a heavier jig head or would make that change before I'd make a change to a bigger plastic. Because mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I've, I've got, say I'm using three-inch gold, one of, one of my right. favorite things to use. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'll put on a heavier jig head to make that cast. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to find fish, I, you know, that shoreline, I know the jig bite's going, but maybe I didn't fish that part of the shoreline. That's why I want to I want to cover the water. You know, that's my thing. So even if I have to, even if I have to <laughs> he, reel in He's faster, whacking his yeah, mic. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, Josh is making fun of him. He's all carried away. He, he whacks his hand across because he's fishing. You guys have to understand. He is literally fishing as he's telling you this. He whacks the mic down to one side and then he brings his back hand back across and whacks Wax it again. I need to get out of here. And he I'm like, even miss a beat. I'm like, Junior's never going to let this go. I'm I'm focused on what you're saying, but Junior's over there going, Oh God, I got to well, I'm watching him fish. I mean, like both hands are going. He's fishing. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Anyway, continue, please, Mitch. Well, it, it's just, it's a, it's a cover in water. So mm-hmm. I would rather, you know, speed up my retrieve, you know, to keep it off the bottom or whatever, yeah. just to find those fish. Yeah. Now, I, I think you guys would probably agree too. Of course, once you've got on a, you know, say we're fishing a spot that we know the bite's going, mm-hmm. that's where they're at, but then today just happens to be windy. Well, then I'm going to probably stick more with 
what's been working, you know, that yeah. maybe it is a, a quarter or an eighth ounce mm-hmm. even, and I'll just whip it even harder or get the boat a little closer. Whatever it takes. That. But yeah, if I, if I was just out random, you know, casting a shoreline, that's, that's my move I made. You're going to make quarter ounce is going to be your go-to. Yeah, that's what I'm going to start with. Yeah, I, I think you're right. So we got. How about jigging? Well, that dude, we're we got we're only sixteen minutes into this, and we'll take this to the next level because we got jigging, we got kind of line that we're gonna cut, we're gonna talk about gaps of hooks, we got so much. Well, line's a big deal. Actually, it, it to is. Touch on that real quick. No, I think is important. I well, think we'll just a next... little, just a little before a little, a little line. Little. Dude, this gonna, we're gonna go to our rabbit hole. No, I just let's just down. Okay, go ahead. Go hole. ahead. <laughs> like right, a coyote sit at the hole. Yeah, let's just see um, where this yeah, thing takes us. Yeah, I, I think because it's important. I mean, um. You know, I, I'm not a huge, uh, I guess my expertise on line isn't like some of these bass guys, right? I mean, those guys pair line up with everything they use, right? Like I'm going to use, cause we don't, uh, we don't cast a lot of, um, uh, what's its floral? face? Floral. You know, I don't have a single rod that has just floral on oh, it. No. I was just no. watching Kevin Dan- Van Dam and he swears by it. Yeah. It, but he's, he's, see, he's, he's heavy, bass fishing, heavy, heavy, heavy cover. Heavy, yeah. Well, and heavy baits. Heavy baits makes that stuff easy to cast, and it doesn't. If you try to fish floral with a light bait, it does nothing but loop and just fall off by the yards. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, it can. It's but so stiff. I mean, it's tough. But the thing is, is the the reason. Like when I was listening to Kevin talk the uh, the other day, he was talking about he uses it specifically for casting cranks, anything that he's casting to cover, and he says floral has to be on it. He and he says because you, it's it's a sinkable line. So you are going to get less wind whip out of it if it's a windy day. So he wants to use floral. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, as a general rule, I can see that everybody's got their own deal. So, but there's So a, he the, the the stiffer, heavier floral carbon will well, cut, and floral through, on cut, a, cut through the air more? No, once it gets in the water because it <laughs> sinks and it's not. You know how you, when you cast your line, how it sits on top while your yeah. jig is going okay, down? This helps it sink faster. And, gets it out and I'm the thinking there's other ways to challenge that, though. Uh, I mean, not nothing against floral, but there's we have or, we, or Kevin Van Dam. Yeah, no, <laughs> right? No, but it's just different perspectives on it. Yeah. So, uh, other than letting my line manage that drop rate, I am going to change my weight and my plastic to challenge my drop rate. Fishes, so I have I have more con- control. Right? No, he, he was just bait casters a lot, though. I mean, almost exclusively. He does, and we we're talking about we're talking spinning. Yeah, you put a you know you put floral on a spinning. It's rail. totally different. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's totally different. different. So, so if you're going to fish that. floral, it, I mean, yes, I can, can totally see spooling up your your reel with uh, floral if you're casting a bait caster. And some guys might be doing that. That's a that's a great reel. Mm-hmm. It's a very fast retrieve. It's smooth. Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're fishing sp- uh, predominantly spinning reels. Uh, for the most part, I think I only got two bait casting reels. I've got I use them for vertical. Yeah, you use them more yeah. vertical. So um, our expertise is not in no. the bait casting, but in the spin casting world. I will agree with you that floral can be an issue. Oh, problematic. You, it, it can be. It can be a problem. No. Uh, uh, and if you're going to spool up a whole uh, spool of spin casting, I tried. I tried one time, and it was a mess. I it was yeah. it was off after one day. It pops like I a rubber band. Boink! It yeah. is gone, but like but, a slinky. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, there is a difference. I mean, I have gone, I have gravitated towards. Uh, so the last like three years, I've done many different things, right? Like I always was an eight pound test guy, right? Even on super lines, fire line, whatever. Nope, not me. Just a minute. Nope. No, you guys go six. You guys go nope. a bunch of little stuff. Nope. Anyway, go ahead. Eighteen. No, yeah, no, no. 108. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. went rope. 
We changed it up this yeah, year, didn't catch anything. Little, probably has the diameter of like 12. We didn't catch, um, <laughs> we didn't catch anything, but... We know it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> For you guys yeah. out there, we yeah. did it. Yes. So you don't have to try yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, anyways, um, so I was doing, but anyways, I used to be a pound pit test, you know, and, and that always worked really well. We started fishing heavier cover, and eight pound was still actually pretty decent, especially in the super lines. But I started to now you're talking such different language. Super lines, eight pounds is going to be like a three pound diameter. Though. Yeah, but still, it was tough enough to where yes. you could still fish it pretty successfully. Yes, but yeah, if you're going super line, yeah. see how I told you this rabbit hole. Well, just saying that it got you got to the point where you know all of a sudden you start to realize that it is three pound diameter, and if I go up to twelve, it's still only six pound diameter, and I'm jerking that crankbait out of there. No matter what, right? Like if if it gets stuck on some brush, I'm ripping that brush out before that crankbait comes off mm-hmm. at twelve. So I started to switch. So I'm at fifteen and twelve now, right? Fifteen um, super line with a twelve pound floral or, or twelve or fifteen pound floral leader. Yeah. Um, and it works really well, right? For casting and heavy cover and stuff. You're like t- we're still staying on we're still staying on jigs though. Yes, okay. it is. Okay, I'm I just want to make sure. Still, because my jig and my casting crankbaits are the, you know kind of interchangeable, so I don't. I don't have enough rods. I'm going to have to cut you off, dude. Well, let me just get one point out Okay, there. one point, one and then we're going to take there. it to the next level. I think that you are, it is still very um, manageable at 8 or 10 pound tests with Superline. And you talk about sink fall rate and all that other stuff. I think if you use 8th or quarter with that type of, you know, 8 pound, 10 pound test line, I think that's a, still a really good combo. I have just noticed that I have, I two of my, Six or seven jigging rods, whatever jigging casting rods I have, I have sucked a couple of them back to back to eight pound tests. Yeah, Just, mono, uh, still no, fire line, still super, fire, yep. fire line, super line. Whatever. I have no mono. I, you know what? I tried mono again this year. I can't stand the shit. Well, you have it for your. I'm sure you have it for your uh, slip bobber rigs. Uh, no, actually, my slip bobber is fire line, oh. and um, my uh, the only thing I have mono on is my trolling rods. We're gonna have to talk more about slip bobbers. That could be a whole other <laughs> topic. But hey. We're going to cut this off because this rabbit hole we went down for the last six minutes, which is just real quick. We knew it wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, because you guys jumped in with uh, your no, well, 118 pounds. Because you say dumb stuff. So follow us over on the next level. Hey, we appreciate it, guys. Um, when you when you reach out to us, like I said, I talked to Robert directly, but if you want to get a hold of us, uh, alleyesonfishing at gmail.com. A lot of our podcasts that we talk about um, come from that, but we also answer questions. Be patient with us. We get a lot of them that come in. But we will answer your questions. Uh, take this over to the next level. You can subscribe there. It's at auf.supercast.tech, uh, where you can take this. And we're going to dive a lot more into first try. Look at you got it. First try. First try. Oh, we wrote it down. Yeah. It helped. He, he's reading it. <laughs> it rewrote it down because I, I screw it up every time. He didn't even have his glasses on to read it. Yeah, I know. aeof.supercast.tech. <laughs> Follow us over to the next level. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to us. We appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next level. This has been All Eyes on Fishing. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to The Next Level. And you can hear longer podcasts and more information on all of your favorite topics. And check us out at alleyesonfishing.com for apparel, blogs, and other information. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All Eyes on Fishing, leading you to the next level.